What's going on, everybody? This is Spooks McGee with the Late Bloomer Podcast. Today we're doing an audio-only version of the show. Um, had a long week. Want to just keep it simple. Still working out the kinks on a lot of the other things, but we're here, and we're going to have a good time, and thanks for coming. Anyway, we have um, the homie Sim here, but we're going to call him Tremendous. Tremendous. Yes, it's me. So, so I've been looking at your thing for a long time, and I've been listening to the music, and I've never heard you say tremendous or really like say the name. So, I, mm-hmm. uh, and if you did, you slick, you snuck it in there slickly. So I always yeah. looked at it because you're missing all the vowels and stuff, and like, what the hell does that say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um. I originally started out in music as a producer, and so. Um, my my name was meant to be like about kind of the the type of music I used to produce, which was a lot of kind of orchestral sounding, classical sounding beats. Okay. Um, and then um, you know, it it would it would be a variety of things, but it kind of transformed. Um, and you know, uh, I went through a couple names, and I just really didn't hear anything like tremendous melody which was the original like full name was tremendous melody with no vowels yeah and i still go by that kind of by the people you know who know yeah it's still my most followed name so it's still my name but um as i've been like advancing and really mostly due to publishing um publishing uh Kind of situations I keep I've kept the name for later installations of music, but I do want to kind of like you know <clears throat> convert it over to just tremendous. But yeah, that was my name as a producer, and I kind of kept with it because I still liked how different it was um, and unique sounding. And so it's kind of been my whole my whole name as I transitioned into becoming an artist, rapper, singer. Dope. Um, Dope. So yeah. Um, how long you been doing it? Music, I've it's been so long, but I'll say I produce I I I put out my first commercial grade project in in two thousand eighteen. Yeah. Um, but you know, I've been doing music way before then. I just got I just finally mixed something clean enough to really call good you know. So you're talking about opulent. Yes. Okay. And that was the thing that you produced yourself? He was at it. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I do. I did produce some of it. I co-produced the project, uh, but I worked with a number of other producers as well. Okay. Um, and so it was uh, my first, you know, my first attempt at making professional sounding music. Okay, okay. So, um... Of course, we have you on here. You probably, I don't know if you've heard the show, but we just kind of talk about whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, but I did want to catch up with you and what you've been doing. Um, I've been doing music at Spooks McGee for a long time, but I've been thinking about just using Olin, just my regular name. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, it's a nice little movement, man. Like, as far as doing that, like, 
it, I think it helps you. Well, it helps people kind of like bring out more of their authenticity. Because um, I've had a lot of people say, hey, I might change my name to my name. And, you know, I'm with that. I would do my name if I liked, <laughs> if I felt like it matched the kind of music I created, <laughs> I would totally use mine, but it doesn't to me. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I, I, I can't do that. I wish, though. <laughs> I really wish I could. Right, but it right. just doesn't ring. It just doesn't come off like yeah, the way yeah. I want. Yeah. So I can't even do it. But, um, but I, I think that's a dope idea if you're feeling that, man. Yeah, I yeah. think that's a good idea. Yeah, I think so, too. And I like Tremendous. It kind of reminds me of, like, Fabulous or something. Yeah, it's just different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't hear it much. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I can't think of anyone who has that name. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Um, well, what's been going on with you? Really? Uh, man, like, I stopped... Um, I cut down a lot of my working a little bit you know and it might seem, seem like not much but i went from five days to four days working and i'm like kind of doing just part-time work now and i'm trying to focus on being more creative um literally just spoke to my grandparents today who i hadn't spoke to in months wow. but um i told them pretty much the same thing it's just like you know i want to and, and, and a lot of my you know one of my closer friends she does like fitness and like athletics and stuff We've been talking all the time about how working has just changed how people live. Basically, people are focused on uh, living to work, and I I try to be someone who works to live, you know. So it's like instead of putting all of my effort behind just working, I want to work to take care of what I have, but also, you know, have more time to enjoy life because we do so much working and you know the work depends on what you enjoy doing and not enjoy doing because i feel like music wise and certain things that i do i enjoy doing those things so it doesn't feel like work um but you know nonetheless it's work um and so i've been really just kind of restructuring myself to have more time for creative things you know and, and more time off you know kind of like taking care of my body a little better just being more conscious of that and um you know just you know being 29 now it's just like going into about to be 30 you know like next year so there's a lot of transitions you know wanting to move things to the next level in life so it's yeah. always been plenty of thoughts going through my head but really just really putting a, a razor sharp focus on the things i want to be doing and and investing time in making those things happen so yeah yeah um, music was kind of something that i've always been doing but now push that to be more professional and then um you know getting back into the mixing game i used to like engineer and um i took time off from it because i didn't have the equipment i wanted and i got back into it so i'm doing it again now professionally and then um um really kind of like getting my hands dirty with film and video editing um, yeah i saw I that you guys that. are doing some uh videography stuff on your website yes um and you know we've done I've done a documentary, um, I've done a pop-up shop, I've done product, uh, pretty much product, product product commercials, I've done actual ad for a marketing agency, I've done a number of things, you know, I shot a music video, um, so, you know, I've been busy just kind of like buzzing around, that's okay. something I feel like is like more of a lucrative business to make more initial money with. And then, you know, editing on the side as well. Um, and then I, I intend to get into more marketing and promotional um, uh, ventures later. But, okay. so, you know, that's kind of been like really getting into film has been like my new 
my new like adventure. Yeah, um, and it's it's fun. I love it. Can take you very many places. So yeah, film is fun. Um, and then you know I keep music always close to me. Like yesterday, I did um I did a remix, or well, a remix, but really just a little freestyle to yeah. the Kanye Hurricanes. Oh, okay, dope. That. Yeah, that. I'll post I'll I'll post it in the uh in the description of the podcast when I when I when I post it. Um, but yeah, I like what you were saying about the, uh, the, 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 the work, uh, week as far as like working for someone else. Um, you know, a lot has changed. Um, the, the, the workforce, it used to be based on like fear. Um, the, the, the thing about people working remotely has made it harder for, uh, bosses to create that setting where you're sitting down in a room with the supervisor and they're having a serious talk with you and you know there's a lot of uh tactical stuff that goes on when it comes to this workforce and it's like you know i also noticed uh a lot of times because i work is they try to they try to sneak in that um idea that your family and they try to make it feel like they're really there for you um and it's kind of like manipulation you know and uh, uh, I've really been looking at like just the whole workforce and the structure that they created has been di- has been basically dismantled, and people are starting to realize that you don't have to work forty hours to be able to do the amount of work that you're doing. They've been just finding ways to make jobs stretch out just so that they can have a reason to keep the business open for these periods of times but but the four hour work week three out three uh, the four day work week the three day work week as far as like doing something that is not necessarily for your own personal growth that's just the thing that is becoming more and more popular um and it's becoming more and more doable because of uh things like you know gig-based work and stuff like that um so yeah i just feel like uh, you're you're on the right track as far as doing something like that because it's so, um, it's it's so ridiculous the way that the the you know the traditional workforce is set up you know, but yeah, that- and that's a lifestyle thing, man. Because it's like not only that, and I I definitely applaud those who and how those who have worked in that that format for so long because it's a lot of sacrifices that they've made. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I definitely don't want to take away from that. But also, it's like, it, it depends on where you're going and what you really want to do. And I know I don't want to live my life just slaving in a corner somewhere because, you know, that's not how I want to live. Um, and so trying to, like, if you position yourself to really be focused on developing your craft or whatever pursuit you want to have, it's better you take the sacrifice now than try to take it later Um, because it's not going to change. You know, it's not going to change unless you change it. And I've been working, I've been in a workforce, a general workforce for maybe anything between 14, 15 years. So it's like, I started working young. So, you know, it's like I've had my share of retail, fast food, uh, construction, like I've been in a number of environments, so I know what it's like working in the heat, sweating. I know what it's like working retail. I know what it's like, you know, saying. So now it's like, okay, I need to position myself where I have the time to do the things I want to do, as well as the availability to raise a family, etc. The things that are important. So right. I'm like, all right, if I don't want to do this, then I have to 
start making the changes to not have to do it, you know? So I'm like, you know, if I need to expand my, uh, my connections in music and video and film, I'm going to have to give that more time. So that means cutting down time I'm giving to my job and, you know, it's less money. Sure. But it's more opportunities because I know what can come out of this and the, de- the, the relationships I can develop with that extra day of, of availability. And not only that, like it's just overall, I'm just happier, less stressed, healthier, all of that, honestly. Yeah. Just one less day makes a dramatic difference. Like uh, people definitely need to try it. I'm like, because realistically, you'd rather go along four days than go five medium days it's so much better because you're already tuned into it the days you're there and there's days often when you stay long anyway right so it's like might as well just make it four long days yeah and 10 hours is not a super long time like it's it's average yeah so like 10 four hour i mean four 10 hour days versus five eight hour days like i mean what would you do i it's it's a whole trip less you save in gas energy and mostly getting the same amount of work done, to be honest. Like, it's really the same thing. So, right. And I encourage people to definitely, like, try different lifestyles, like, different living patterns. We don't have to do this 9 to 5, 11 to 7, 5 days a week. You don't have to do that. You you can work two or three days a week if you really put yourself in that position. You just have to find a way to do it. Right. But at um, the same time, there are people who specifically prefer this type of work this is the type of thing that they like it's the thing that's structured for them that's what they're going to do and it's not it's nothing wrong with that either but if if you hate if you're doing the regular thing and you hate it so bad just find something else yeah because the the depression is on the rise mental health issues are on the rise because people are just you know living and just to exist just to survive you know yeah it's not happy yeah when the happiness isn't there it's not worth it like it's not yeah but uh yeah um so what have you been uh listening to <laughs> because everyone's uh, talking about, about yeah everyone's, talking about the music yeah everyone's talking about drake and kanye but there's a lot of stuff that came out too that there's a new duckworth project that's pretty good there's a you know belly came out with a really great album um, there's a lot of stuff that's coming out that's not just Drake and Kanye, but everyone wants yeah. to talk about them as if they're head to head. Um, but they are. actually, it's like it's two different worlds, you know. It really is. No, it's definitely two different worlds. It's it's more. Um, it's a lot more pop culture disputing than it is like musical competition because they don't do the same things at all, and I don't listen to them for the same things. Right. Um, so right. it's it's definitely not like. Uh, somebody in the same arena of music like i i am obsessed with kanye for production and um the melodies and the music like that i I don't really listen to drake for that at all like even though there are times when they do like step into the same realm but the majority of it it's not it's not like at all and i don't you know prefer one over the other specifically I mean, I'm listening to one more than the other, but it's not like I'm thinking about listening to Donda, thinking about Drake, or <laughs> I'm really not like I, I don't care like that. Like mm-hmm. I like both of them, and they, you know, I'm they're, neither one of them are probably my favorite album um, at all right now. Anyway, like that's Tyler the Creator, so you know. Okay, yeah, I really like that. 
Um, call me if you get lost, but because I'm not a super Tyler fan, it was like a couple listens and then a couple of joints. But my problem is, as, as someone who who produces too, I have a problem with bad mixing, and he does really bad mixing choices that really bug me, and it's irritating. You know? Yeah, I can understand that. He, he can be a little bit uh, off-putting, and you know, I I kind of. At, a, at some point, sometimes I like it and sometimes I don't. I totally understand what you're saying. Like, he just does things yeah. to kind of, like, irk you. Yeah. Um, and it can be like, why do this at all? Right, right. Why? When you have the but, money um, and the budget to mix it properly. Yeah. And I guess, you know, it's just the something Tyler does that's him trying to maintain a semblance of rawness. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's what he likes to do. I'm, I'm with it. But definitely, if if he, and this is what's probably so surprising about this Donda album, because Kanye has been doing a lot of weak mixing, yeah, like like he's done that for a couple of years now, and it's like why? Yeah, but this one he's <laughs> actually done a good job on the mix. It's actually a good mix. I yeah. not like, sheesh. I mean, yeah. even on um, even on Ultra Light Beam, back on the Life of Pablo, he came in so loud. Yeah. Like, oh my God. It's right. like, why are you this loud? You're right. loud in all of the music. Yeah, and I was listening to some early Kanye, and I didn't realize when I was a kid how many dumb mistakes that he makes audio wise. It's like he'll cut a vocal or he'll, you know, do a stupid mix where it's like panning one way, or you'll hear like an obvious punch in, like stuff that you, that you didn't catch. It's like, what the yeah. hell? <laughs> I don't know. Like, with Kanye, I do feel like a lot of that stuff is still intentional and a lot of the times I do like I like when I can tell an artist is doing something on purpose versus yeah. it's a mistake yeah. and with Kanye it's hard to tell but I do feel like it's intentional 90% of the time Yeah. Um, at least back in the day anyway But and I think he's still intentional now I mean it just it's just hard for me to believe he doesn't do it it's just still it's not worth doing it like yeah. that's what it is for me it's like even though it's intentional, like whatever Tyler does, I know is intentional because he does it on purpose all the time. It's consistent. Yeah. Uh, Kanye, not that he doesn't, it's just sometimes the effect wasn't worth, you know, the, the roughness yeah. that you yeah. created. Like if you, you're doing something and it comes off amazing or interesting, like something I would expect Kendrick to do. Right. Like whatever he does, it always feels like it's on purpose and you feel like, Oh, I know why he did it. Yeah. With Kanye sometimes it's just like you just did it just to kinda like make something sound just, you know, rough and rugged and it doesn't necessarily add to or uh but more so takes away from whatever you created. Nonetheless, artists are with him and I kind of accept those those tiny little intricate annoyances. Right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I totally agree. Like sometimes you really just like this time around, I can enjoy like the majority of this album without feeling like, okay, you just put me through some, some shit. Like, oh man, you know, yeah. like this, this, um, there's still not, granted this album is not what I was, and I'm not trying to make this a Donda review. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm just saying like, you know. It's still Kanye doing Kanye, but it's a much better Kanye than yeah. what we got the last. Right, right. And then for me, it was like um, between the two albums, because there was a lot going on on the Kanye album and this twenty, what twenty one song? How many songs on it? Uh, it's like uh, like twenty five. Yeah, exactly. So it's like 
it took me a longer time to get through it because I was rewinding or I was going back. I was re-listening to stuff. So that's a good, that's a sign of a good album if you're gonna if you want to yeah. hear like what just happened again before you proceed. Like that's one yeah. thing. And then, um, but for Drake album, I listened to it in one shot, like just from beginning to end. It was a lot easier to consume. It was just boom, it was done. You know, and yeah. it, it still had about the same amount of songs, but it was just it just it just was like it just flowed better. Um, but as far as like getting being consumable that's exactly why you know he works as far as a pop artist is because he's you know you could just take it in and consume it um and uh there's so many obvious choices that where the goal is hey i'm going to make something that's going to be viral and and that's exactly what happens so um i get everything that's being done i could appreciate different types of music for what they are um, I could appreciate people's, you know, different tastes and things, but I, I also understand like what a person is trying to do. So yeah, I could appreciate um, all different styles. Like people be like, "Oh man, forget about that. It's all about that Nas, man. That's that real hip hop." And it's like yeah. they all have their own place in the space. It's like you can't just take something and throw it away just because it's not something that you're used to or you, you know. So I think everything has its place overall. Right, adversity. Yeah. <laughs> so Baby Keem just dropped his album. I want to check that out because that's uh, Kendrick's little cousin, and he seems to like what he's doing, and I seem to like what he's doing too. But um, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, I feel like Kendrick is about to drop. Um, but uh, overall, it's just a, a great music uh, 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 year. Uh, yeah, it's a great moment for music. Yeah, I agree. yeah. Um, so there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff that's really good, but as far as like, what's the better album? This, this, that's not a thing you could say. Yeah, it's not like a. It's like when James said, "I'm the best rapper out right now," and it's like, why are you even saying that? Like, what do you mean? Like, what's the point of that? Like, right. It's right. a pointless debate. Like, <laughs> it's a, not not saying anything. Like, oh, I like this better. Everybody has their likes and dislikes of the music that's out right now, but I think we can all universally recognize something good um like there are a few things that we we can all say yo this is good whether like and i'm not even like a like i'm not a fan of everything that's out there and i'm not opposed to it either it's like like um even Lil Nas X music like i don't listen to his music um or you know i don't really check out what he does but when I if I hear it or like it comes on or whatever like and I'll give it I give generally most things one good watch one yeah. good listen yeah. like to see what happened um, and then it's like okay that was cool I can recognize the talent I can recognize the execution level and I can I can respect that but yeah. it doesn't mean I'll necessarily like be a fan of it or, or go listen to it on a regular yeah yeah you're not waiting for the new Nas little Nas X album to drop nah I'm no, definitely not but like, if, if it drops you're probably gonna listen to it yeah I'll give it a listen <laughs> happened on it like okay i see what you did you know you changed up you grew there are there are some little nonsense songs i do like actually but they're not popular at all and yeah. um you know things that he touches on that's not really in the spotlight because it's not outrageous because he's kind of branded himself a bit of a shock value artist um but he's every bit of a talent as well like yeah it's like that's he's not like uh, people they get so distracted by what they see and they think, oh, he sucks. He's just a shot value artist. I'm like, no, you don't. I mean, yeah, he uses it to his advantage, undeniably, but you don't make music that good um, and don't know what you're doing. Yeah, like, yeah. It, or, or 
or so, you know, I just don't believe that at all. Like being an artist, no, you don't. This isn't a mistake. This is not. Oh, he's a fluke. Like, okay, you could have said that with Old Town Road, but the stuff he's been recently making, like, this is not a fluke guy. He knows yeah. what he's doing. Right, right. And I, I respect him for that. Um, yeah. And I respect everybody who works hard to put their content together and, and, and really, you know, still do art and music at this time and era when it's so much to consume. Um, yeah. You know, that's a big thing. And that's um, the thing with uh, him is like uh, after like the third or fourth gimmick or like uh, big, uh, what do you say, uh media frenzy that he causes you start to go like uh, i'm not really interested anymore because i could see it's obviously deliberate because at the first when he did the devil thing that was pretty cool when he did the thing with the shoes it was like oh that's pretty interesting people are talking about it when he did the thing with my with uh, billy ray cyrus and had the whole country world you know questioning what is country music and that was interesting but then he did the pregnant thing and i was like oh that's cool and i just moved on like i wasn't really like Oh my gosh, everyone's talking about this too. I want to see what they talk. I kind of just was like, he's doing another thing. So I was like, uh, whatever. You know, I didn't really care as much as right. I. <laughs> it was like, oh, okay. It's, you know, it's, it's funny, man, because I take. This is not the only approach. Like, music is not the only thing I take this approach to. Yeah. Like, literally, it's so many things. Because to be someone focused on advancing yourself or making any sort of progress it's really difficult to give your energy to everybody else but yourself. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I mean, if I got up in an uproar and I got my blood pressure pumping every time Lil Nas X did something, <laughs> I felt like it wasn't right or wrong. Yeah. Like, literally, I'd never get anything done. Yeah. And those people who sit around doing that are the ones who I know aren't getting anything done. Right, right. Because you have all the time in the world to watch. Like, literally... It took me so long to figure this out, but as a young and you know, watching people come out with music, like videos, write, record, create, produce, I started to realize something. I was like, if I take all of my time watching someone else, how can I do something at the same time? Right. You can't. Right. You can't. And I started to listen to what rappers and artists and stuff would say in 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 in, in, in interviews. They would be like. What have you been listening to? Uh, really, just my music, to be honest. And I'd be like, hmm. So it doesn't mean that you can't listen to other people's music, obviously. I'm just saying, sometimes it's time to just focus on what you're doing. Yeah. Sometimes it's time to take time away from being, you know, part of the spectacle. Yeah. You don't have to spectate everything. Sometimes yeah. you just let it go, catch up on it later. Like, it's fine. You yeah. have a focus, zero in on what you really want to do, put your energy into that. You can still hear people chatter about it, you know, because you're not going to miss everything because of the way the internet is set up now. Yeah. It only takes you, in a matter of five minutes, scrolling down your timeline, you can be introduced to the past 10, 20 things that happened. Right, right. You're just like, oh, this happened, oh, this happened, oh, this happened, oh, this happened. Right. You can go back a week or two later and still do research on it and still get all the information and people will still be having that conversation. Yeah. Um, and if you make that preference over everything you want to do personally for yourself, you're never going to make progress. So I just like, you know, I passively, depending on what it is, I'll discuss it in the moment or I just share a thought. Like I just post one thought I had yeah. about it and I release that energy uh, about that thing. 
and I'll come back to it later on in the day when people have commented and said something about it, yeah. and I'll express with them. So I still get that moment to have that discussion, but I don't lock myself into that all day because yeah. I can go back to what I'm doing, you know. Right, and that's right. one thing I do enjoy about social media. It's like, okay, I don't have like notifications on my phone, so when I post something, I don't see that someone said anything. Right. Like I literally have to physically go check. <laughs> so that keeps my mind off of the ding and the buzz and all the, all that constant attention. Right. Took it away and. You know, even when I like hear a notification from a text message, it doesn't pop up. So it's no like red, you know, little red indicators. All those sm- small things, man, that help release stress in your life, man. Like, really, it does. It helps you, you know, kind of like tone down what you invest your time and energy into. Yeah. So, and that's the great thing with uh, with the uh, internet and using it as a way to, you know, get information is that um, really you could kind of just create your own custom feed for whatever you you're yeah. interested in uh which actually can be negative to a degree cuz then you start you only starting to see things that are important to you rather than things that are important overall but right. um yeah I, as a person who's doing the podcast it's really uh hard for me um to I, I'm always pushing against talking about whatever's popular, especially in the black realm of social media, because there's always some random thing that everyone wants to talk about, like uh, dinner with dinner with Jay Z or um, the milk crates or something random. It's just so random, it, and it's just thing everyone just starts talking about collectively. And I don't understand how it happens, but it's just like let's all talk about dinner with Jay Z. Let's all talk about milk crates. Like what the hell? And it just it's so strange. You know what I mean? So, oh yeah, it is. It's it's quite it's quite uh it's quite creepy how that is to me honestly. Like um, after I watched uh, the social was it dilemma or experiment whatever. It was, oh, I haven't seen that yet. I want to see that. After I watched that, um, it really changed my perspective on social media, and um, it wasn't something I didn't understand entirely. Yeah. I just did not see the results of it. Um, and I'm, it's all something. It's not like far fetched understanding. It's all right there in your face. But the way it was kind of quantified and just really summed up, it's just kind of not depressing, but kind of alarming. Um, and you know, Americans. I want to say Americans specifically, because in my opinion, we don't see what really happens to the rest of the world because we're fed this small you know, straw of information. Um, But across the world, social media has had catastrophic results, like literally catastrophic results for countries, cities, neighborhoods, you know, uh, whole um, ethnicities, like people, this this thing is a war starter, man. Like it's it's not just a, you know, standing on milk crates like like it is for us. Like you know, it's funny to us, because we don't use it as much. You know, the negativity on the internet's out there, but it's pretty low key compared to where it is the rest of the world. Yeah. Like they've been working to censor things now, you know, because like what Facebook has been doing. But before that, like the hate speech censoring came into play. Yeah. A lot of this stuff. Yeah causing serious like real life crimes and you know people were dying so it's like 
definitely want to watch that to see to really get the uh, full scale of what it's doing to the world because what happens in the u.s is not what happens everywhere else and a lot of it we don't know we just hear the tail end of it or we just see pieces of it um and then you don't know oh that was way worse than what you thought that was just what they let get through yeah um definitely watch that um and i'm not even like a huge i'm not like a huge person on uh documentaries i'm not gonna uh, oh, go check this out like, yeah. i'm not that person but this is something you need to as as someone who's creating media in today's world yeah you need to see that yeah i'm gonna check that out yeah it, it was like huge to me to watch yeah, that. I yeah, it's like, interesting. Yeah, the the people in the uh, in other countries, like the social media, um, like you said, it's it's life or death. It causes wars. It causes oh, yeah. you know issues that that are, that are way beyond the little goofy, silly stuff and memes that we share. Um, we share crates and stuff. And yeah, like, <laughs> but um, like, in the capital, we don't even know. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, um, but uh. Wow. So yesterday was nine eleven, and yes. uh, when it when that happened, you were like eight years old, right? Yeah, where, just about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where were you? Um, school. <laughs> wow. wow. I was just at school in and, Georgia. Uh, I, yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I um, I was actually homeschooled at that time. Wow. Um, and uh, I was in a really small class, um, probably six, less than six. Um, and I just remember, you know, we were doing our normal routine and then we turned the TV on, um, and we just started watching it and it was just like, hmm. right. you know, at the time you don't know what's happening. Like, you don't really know. I can tell it was bad. Uh, but you know, you just don't know that this is not something that normally happens. Right. Right. Um, so when I, when so, I, when it happened to me, it was, uh, I wasn't a freshman in high school and, uh, you know, social media was around, but it wasn't as popular. Um, can you imagine how this would have been in it twenty years ago if 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 things are the way that they are now with with the internet and social media? How it would have been? It probably would have really affected us a lot more. People would have had way more footage, way more things like first person accounts. Everyone telling, uh, posting Instagram and Facebook stories about what's happening in real time. Oh, oh, it would have been vicious. Like we would have been. I mean, we're still traumatic. We're still we're we're still uh, scarred, and you know what's the word? Uh, We still underwent trauma from it. But yeah, yeah. Right, it would have been an entirely different level. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would, I would, I would, I would guess it. It might have been seen as five times worse, mm. like at least five times worse, because we are traumatized. That's the word. <laughs> we were traumatized by maybe ten different videos. Yeah, like 10 yeah. Real videos yeah, that yeah. we consistently see. Yeah. just about ten. Yeah, and you that was because multiplying that by. 10,000. Yeah. That was when, because having a cell phone camera was actually a, you know, it wasn't as common as a thing to have. A, no, and the quality yeah. of the, yeah. like, if you're and, talking 4K footage, like, yeah. now, like, yeah, that would have been, the audio would have been high definition. Yeah, that would have been, been everything yeah. happening. There would have been phones recovered from the wreckage with mm. footage on it from people who probably didn't make it out. Yeah. Like, just so much, you know, tweets, yeah, posts, pictures. There would have been a lot more yeah. 
And we talk about 20 years later, we're still having a hard time getting over this whole event and literally just got out of Afghanistan. It's like, man, it, we would still be, it would, it would probably take us, you know, 35 to 40 years to get over this whole thing and just really move forward because it, it, would, it would be too much media, just too much. Oh my God. Like it's not just massive. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just a massive amount of data that would have covered that. Yeah. And it would have been an ongoing thing. There would have been <laughs> groups created posts. There's already like, massive amounts of people who focus on that day and try to debunk what happened, try yeah. to, you know, just offer their theories on it. And with little to no, you know, uh, evidence on some of it. And then, you know, there's other evidence that can be supported and whatnot, but a lot of it's just rumored. And, you know, that's the thing about today, the information age, the age of information that I, you know, I don't, one thing I don't like about today is if the information that we have access to is not all that broad one, it's pretty simple. You have to kind of learn how to research because Google is not the best place to research. Right. It's pretty like, I mean, you can't tell me that out of 10 billion searches, you, you can narrow it down to 20. Right. Right. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, that's not possible. So I know you're just feeding us what you want us to know. And yeah. you're probably tucking the things out that you don't want us to know. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, you know, uh, yeah. So I know, you know, that's a thing. And we have to get, you know, in the, in the age of information, we have to be not afraid. We can't be afraid to look in other sources of information. But not only that, everything as as you've seen social media trend becomes monetized. And once you monetize something, the integrity is just not as, you know, reliable to me because now somebody stands to gain, you know, funds um, from whatever they're bringing to you. And in that case, just like we've seen the fast food industry, a lot of industries, you know, are born out of necessity. You're trying to fill a need. So when you have somebody who wants to hear something because they're looking for something, you feed them the something and you get paid. And that's pretty much what it is with information as well. So a lot of times, you know, I have to be very careful about the things I research and read and learn because I know there are, there's a class of people out there who want to hear something specific. And the first person to feed you what you want to hear is the first person to get paid. Yeah. And this right. is the thing, like I'm right here, I'm looking on NPR, which is one of the most more reputable things that I like uh, as far as like news sources. Um, and just on the website about an article about 9-11, there's one ad on the right about NPR radio and podcasts. There's an ad in the middle about a national book festival, right? In the middle of the article about 9-11. Um, so, ad, so the ads, they just don't stop. You're always going to get fed Ads, even on the most reputable sites, there's a there's a there's a space for you got to get the clicks. You got to get people to look at the site so that you can get yep. this ad revenue. And <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like there has to be something that has to be done about that. Because the yep. second that <clears throat> these news sources started to become profitable things, like where they can get outside funding from you know uh, advertisers, it lost most credibility. And uh, people can, like, just cookie cutter, create their own 
whatever they believe in, they could find uh, a thousand people that believe the same thing. And then now it's the reality. So that's why it's been so hard to get a handle on the COVID thing. Cause everyone is just like, whatever they want, they can get it. And it's, yeah. it's rough. It's rough. Because there's always somebody out there who's gonna who's gonna feed them what they want to hear. Yeah, like it's it's you know this is kind of like partially the problems with um, almost relationships and just life in general because it's like someone like <laughs> just to kind of reference back to um, <laughs> Kevin Samuels. This is random, super random. Yeah, but, <laughs> I had to unfollow. I thought it was funny for a little bit, and then I was like, never mind, man. This is dumb. It's like, <clears throat> and this is what well, you, you could be right. I mean, well, not to, I should diss anybody. <laughs> but you can see why his following is mainly women, because it's entertainment, and that's what it's always been, entertainment. <clears throat> but anyway, there are pieces of things that he says that are legitimate. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of with everybody. Everybody's not going to have the, the perfect perspective on everything. But, um, you know, it's a, it's a perspective nonetheless. Um, however, um, you know, you can kind of, you well, I guess you can kind of pick and choose who you want to get your information from. Because if you don't like the messenger for the message, then you can always switch the messenger. And, and sometimes people don't want, they don't like the messenger and that's fine because you can always find somebody else to give you the same thing. But sometimes people want to challenge the medium that gave it to them because they don't like the medium that gave it to them. Um, and so what has happened with social media is they just tweak it to make sure you're always getting the messenger you want because that makes you accept something easier. As long as you get it from who you want to hear it from. That's why we have this ordeal with which president we have all the time. As long as you get it from the president you voted for, then you should be able to accept the message. But if it's someone you didn't vote for, you can, you know, in your mind say, well, I don't like this because the person who I don't like is telling you. Right. And that's right. life. I mean, you know, parents when raising kids or, or not even raising kids, but being around other kids, if you don't like your teacher, you're not receptive to the message. If you don't like your principal, you're not receptive to the correction, whatever the case may be. It's always about, okay, let me get it from who I like to hear it from. Right. Sometimes you're not going to hear it from who you like. That's right. just reality, you know, and we don't, we don't really deal with that much anymore. It's like, okay, if I don't like you, I don't have to hear what you're saying. And that's fine. That's your right. Definitely, if you don't like the person you're hearing from, fine. But understand, who you like and who you don't like doesn't should not change the validity of the message, right? Um, because truth is truth, and you know that even in, that even in itself can be subjective. But yeah. you know, we have to be careful not to only want to hear what we want to hear from the people we like or want to hear from, because that puts us in a very dangerous mentality yeah. of being you know, censored because that's ultimately censorship, self-censoring for ourselves because we only want to hear it from who we like. I the, the number of people I enjoy listening to and, and talking to talking about, but I know there's still people and I have my limits on how I, how deeply I invest into their perspectives because I know everyone has faults. Everybody has shortcomings and, you know, 
I'm so comfortable with that because I don't need to know someone who I don't need to rely on someone who's perfect or who I think is perfect. Right, right. And that's who they are. Right. And that's the problem with um, dating um, and trying to get involved in, in like everyone is. Everyone needs some. Everyone out here is really desperately looking for somebody to give them some kind of love and affection and attention, and it's almost like they need the person to be for them, and that's it. And you can't have any other ideas. You can't have any other uh, characteristics that make them uncomfortable. You have to be for them, and you have to be perfect for them. And there shouldn't be any mistakes. There shouldn't be any flaws. And if there is, there's 10 other people that want to be with you. And I'm going to go out there and look for it. So uh, that's another problem that we ended up getting with social media is that we have too many options. And we're not willing to really give people a chance to try and, like, correct the mistakes that they make um, as far as the relationship, you know? Yeah, I agree. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's something that that I'm noticing. I'm so glad that I'm not in the uh, dating situation anymore. I have a woman now that I really like, love really, and uh, appreciate. And it's not, I mean, I have people that are literally in my same circle that are just like, it's always something all the time. And it's like, we might have, you know, some one or two squabbles where it's like some disagreement, but it's never going to be some extreme toxic situation where, you know, there's fighting, name calling, you know, that type of stuff. It's, it's usually just, you know, you know, uh, you know, slight, slight disagreement. We come to an agreement, then that's it. But there's people out here, man, that they live for, uh, these, uh, extreme cases of just toxicity and, uh, you know, abuse to each other on each on either end, and uh, the fact that you know cheating and lying and sneaking around is so common that they have you know slang for it, and it's like side pieces and baby mamas and you know my my main chick, and it's like you know at what point does all this stuff cease? When do you start to just realize that this is never going to be a good thing? It's never going to be something that's beneficial to you if you were looking for someone to be your wife or your husband or your boyfriend uh, overall um there's gonna have to be a point where you just stop stop doing it and some people just can't stop it's like a drug mm-hmm. yeah i mean trauma um trauma bonding is real <laughs> it really is and um that's the thing where you know people become drawn to each other based on their traumatic experiences and truly reinforce the uh, you know relive the moment over and over. Um, and it you know the same pattern of behavior will attract similar behavior. Um, so it's like you don't want to get into that loop of okay, look, you know, and I've gone through that situation where you know I've gone through a breakup and it's like okay, look, this is what I don't want to happen. Um, and I don't want to repeat this behavior with you, that same person. So I know there has to be boundaries set, and I have to be comfortable with accepting those boundaries. And a lot of times people are not. I was telling my homie the other day, it's like, uh, honestly, a lot of the times things we go through and we react to them, we react to it emotionally, whatever way we, we react, it's not necessarily wrong. Um, you react to whatever you're going through Um how you feel about it doesn't necessarily have to be wrong. What you do about it is what's most important. 
Um, and so a lot of times, you know, we've gone through things and we felt a certain way, but we took the wrong action um, in response to what it was. Because one, either we did not understand what we were feeling entirely. And a lot of times I think that's what it is. A lot of times we just don't know, okay, specifically what we were going through, what made us feel the way we did. Um, and that caused us to take the wrong, you know, action in turn. Um, but sometimes the second or third time around, we've gone through something. We say, okay, I understand now what I went through the first time. I just didn't do the right thing in response to that. So I think taking the time to really assess ourselves and the things that we go through is so important because, you know, you need that time to grow assess, understand, and really be introspective with yourself about what you're going through um, to help you apply yourself better in another situation or a new situation. Um, and just not being afraid of your feelings, embracing how you feel about something because, you know, you don't have to be wrong. Like, how you feel isn't necessarily your fault. Like, it's just reaction to what you know and understand. It's all in what you do about how you feel in any given situation that makes the difference. Right. You enjoy your job. You don't like what you're going through. Speak up about it. Change your job. Take action. That's appropriate. Some people, when they don't like something, they go beat people up. And it's like, well, you know, does that really fix what happens? Probably not. Like, it may, <laughs> it may not. Right. But it depends on what solution you're looking for that's going to give you longevity or more so sustainable results. Right. And if you know that's not going to sustain you, and in fact, it might hurt you, your reputation, your opportunities. You didn't take the right action, but, you know, learning to take the right action is what's so important. So, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like how I'm taking the viewpoint I'm taking with life in general. It's like, man, I don't have to do things based on just how I feel. I want to make sure I'm taking sustainable actions that can propel me to a place I really want to go to. Not just gut reactions that handle it in the moment that aren't something that can build me to the next level. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming, man. Really a great way to, you know, wrap that up, man. Take care of yourselves, man. Stop reacting in ways that are not beneficial to us as a whole. Um, make sure that y'all go check out fourthhousecreatives.com and check out his uh, media production you're looking for videos, you're looking for photography, you're looking for anything, you need to hit him up. Am I right? Absolutely. All of the above. And then, um, and then you should also go to your favorite social uh, streaming platform and uh, and look up uh, uh, Tremendous Mind, Tremendous Melody. Yep. But how do you spell that? Uh, tremendous Melody is T R M N D S. Uh, and then uh, MLDY, uh, that's Tremendous Melody, but I also have music under just Tremendous. Um, my next project will be probably, well, it'll be a hip-hop project. Okay. It'll be coming sometime this year or early next year. I'm aiming for something like November-ish. Okay. Um, it's going to be called The Much Colder Place, uh, pretty much part two. The first part dropped last year. Yeah. I think I'm going to have a subtitle to it. I haven't decided on it yet, but... It's going to be a pretty, pretty dope project. I think it's got a lot of versatility on it. So okay. looking forward to that. Um, and, you know, keep in touch. 
Yeah, I will, man. We got to work soon, man. We always talk about it forever. We've been talking about doing the podcast forever, but just life just be happening, man. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm just accepting it as it comes, man. It's right. a beautiful experience. Well, thanks for being on the show, man. For real, man. We hit almost the 50 minute mark. So the, that'll be it. my intro in that. It'll be close to an hour for the show. So it'll probably post next Wednesday. All right. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited for it. Oh, dope, man. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks for coming. Uh, absolutely yeah well one day we gotta do one in person <laughs> I'm with it man you just let me know alright peace alright peace All right. keeping it organic